I'm Mike Green, uh, speaking with Tom Hull, who's an associate professor of mathematics at Merrimack College in North Andover, Massachusetts, and we're talking about math uh, and origami. Yep. And, and I think, Tom, you know, when people look at origami, they might expect that there was some geometry involved. I guess that's true. But are there other parts of mathematics involved, too, in making origami? Oh, yeah. I've been uh, very, very surprised at how versatile um, origami is in terms of what kind of mathematics can be used to model various aspects of origami. In fact, ever since I was in graduate school in the early 90s, I started collecting as much as I could find on origami that people had written, mathematic mathematicians had written. And over and over I found uh, applications of combinatorics, of topology, of abstract algebra, of number theory, you name it, everything's in there, even just simple stuff like calculus. Um, that's one of the reasons why I wrote this, this book last year, Project Origami. Um, I saw a lot of potential for using origami to teach various math subjects in various math classes. And that, that whole book, the reason why it's called Project Origami is there are a bunch of projects that can be used in almost any math class you can see. Really? Well, nice, thanks. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think, I don't know if it was your website, but I, I saw some axioms of origami. Yeah, the axioms isn't the best word. I, I wrote those when I was in, uh, back in 1996, and now I would actually call them uh, basic origami operations. But uh -huh. they're the equivalent things of uh, strategy and compass. Right. If you're going to model strategy and compass, there are three rules that the instrument strategy and compass allow you to do. You know, given two points, you can connect them with a straight line. Given a length and a point, you can draw a circle of that radius at that centered at that point. And but origami is harder to distill like that. It's because origami is pretty flexible. So for a long time, people were trying to see, okay, yeah, what are the axioms of origami? But they're really basically operations. And only recently, uh, by recently I mean like um, I guess four years ago now, Robert Lang proved that the ones that we knew of were it for normal origami. Normal being straight line creases and making one fold at a time origami. We, we now have that completely classified, classified and we could study it algebraically and all that kind of stuff. And how many axioms are there? Oh, excuse me, how many uh, <laughs> operations? <laughs> uh, it depends on how you count them because some of them, if you're really careful, are redundant. But if you're going to be extremely rigorous about it and set things up properly, you really only need two. Wow. <laughs> and one of them is uh, the one you always need, that is, given two lines, you can find their point of intersection. Uh -huh. um, the other one is this kind of complicated, given two points and two lines, you can fold one point onto one line and another point onto another line. That's the granddaddy one, and uh, special cases of that can give you all other types of more simple origami moves. Uh, now, these origami are incredibly complex, mm -hmm. and the fact that they uh, surprising that you might look at, let's say, a moose, for example, right. one I remember, and you say, well, you could fold the head, maybe, and then fold an out. Yeah. But this is done with one piece of paper? Yep, and with no cuts. That's the general purity rule with origami. You don't want to cut the paper, and usually you want to start with the square, but some people bend that rule and start with, like, hexagons or rectangles. But, uh, but no cuts, definitely. And, and is it proven, for example, what kinds of things can be folded with just one piece of paper without cuts? That's is it everything, or...? <laughs> well, it depends. On, uh, that, that's a... That's a great question, but it's a great example of the type of thing where you have to really refine the question before you can come up with any kind of meaningful answer. So um, what one of the things Robert Lang, is, who's, who's probably the leader at, at the mathematics of origami design, what, one of the things I believe he's proven now is that any figure that can be described by something he calls a uniaxial base <laughs> can be folded from origami. And there are other theorems, like Eric Domain, another uh, well-known person in, in origami computation and math kind of stuff, is um, he proved that if you make any kind of polygonal shape and color it with two colors, 
you can make as close an approximation to that by origami as you like, whereby you're using a square piece of paper that's white on one side and black on the other. That, that's something that came out of um, origamis who would use the two colors, the two sides of the paper to make an origami zebra, for example. That's an example of like a two-colored origami model. And, and Eric proved that you can make any two-color design you conceive of. But can you fold anything? Well, it seems like you could approximate anything, would be my guess. Um, how you would prove that rigorously, where you'd have to define what you mean by anything. <laughs> because the three-dimensional aspect of origami gets kind of hard to, to quantify um, rigorously. Uh, with two-dimensional things, you can describe almost anything by a polygon, and that's a little bit easier. For polyhedra, it gets a little more confusing. But I've seen so many talented origamists just do, just consistently reinvent the rules and, and make more and more complicated origami that I'm convinced that just about anything could be folded. It is pretty amazing. Now, the one we have on the mathematical moment is, the, mm -hmm. is with the dollar bills. Uh, yeah. And you, you designed that, but you yeah. didn't fold it? I didn't fold that. <laughs> That's probably my most popular origami design. Um, as I was in graduate school, and I had, and many people probably remember this, a, a Mathematica poster of this model, five intersecting tetrahedra where the tetrahedra are tetrahedral frames and they're all woven together. And I had that hanging in my office and for, I don't know, several years and suddenly realized, you know, I should be able to do that out of origami. <laughs> Especially because it seemed to me on that picture the frames weren't the right width. They looked like they were too loose and that if, it was, if that was a, a real model, it, would like, it wouldn't support itself. It'd like jangle, you know? So I had to figure out, okay, what's the optimal strut width and then what origami unit could I use to make that? And I actually used something that someone else invented, uh, Francis Au, a well-known origami artist, invented a, a unit that will make a tetrahedral frame, so I had to adjust the width, and then got some of my grad school uh, buddies at the University of Rhode Island together, and we folded 30 of the units, and then had a wonderful time putting it together. It's a real puzzle. But because of that puzzle aspect, um, and that the result is pretty striking, I think it's, it's become a very popular model. The British Origami Society, a couple of years ago, voted it as one of their top 10 favorite origami models of all time, okay. which is a ridiculous thing to <laughs> claim, but rather flattering. Yeah, that is. Congratulations. Now, I mentioned your website before. Also on your website, you have you know, advice for people. There's, I know uh, this will get off origami a little bit. Okay. You have the, the interview advice. And oh, yeah. One thing you said, that don't go by yourself to buy your own suit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, uh, that's a rather recent addition. <laughs> but yeah, um, when I was on the job market, it was so hard to know what to do. I mean, your, your advisors aren't necessarily the best people to, to give advice on clothes or, or what to say at an interview. I mean, sometimes they are, but, but it, it, the thing I learned is that talking to more people, the more people you talk to about interviews and how to get a job and how, how the math community works, the better. And that's mainly what I try to communicate by, with that webpage. And don't go by yourself to buy an own suit because <laughs> you might not trust your fashion. I, I couldn't trust mine. I, I bought some suits that were, didn't really fit my personality. I think I looked uncomfortable in ah. so. Yeah, always bring a buddy. Anything else you'd like to say about origami or math and origami? I'm just excited that it's becoming more popular and people are getting interested in it. That's uh, when, when I was in graduate school, there was people were interested, but no one was doing it. And now people are still interested and more people are doing it. So I'm, I'm really happy with that. Yeah. yeah. So Tom, thank you very much. That's Tom Hull, Associate Professor of Mathematics at Merrimack College in North Andover, Massachusetts. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, thank you.